You are listening to Musician Today, weekly podcast with Vera Bermenko. Tune in for your insight into a professional musician's life and awesome new music. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Musician Today. Uh, we have a really special episode because I'm interviewing someone who's been inspiring me for years since I was little. <laughs> so this week is special because our guest is an amazing musician, brilliant performer, and a huge, huge role model to me and to my generation of everyone that I know. <laughs> Referred to as Les Paul of the Violin World by PBS, an original member of the Trans-Siberian Orchestra, he not only created the one-of-a-kind self-supporting violin electric viper that you guys know and I'm just dying to get my hands on and record my next album. He's also an educator and he has created an amazing outreach movement through his Electrify Your Strings program connecting with young artists and introducing them to the genres of rock, metal and opening up a new world of possibilities on their instrument. And Mark Wood! <laughs> His dexterity, ferocity, texture, and attack of playing almost invariably lead to comparisons with some of the rocks, rock era's most renowned guitarists. Um, however, none of the comparisons can come close to what he actually does in his unique music. In an industry where originality is a highly prized commodity, recording artist, performer, producer, and inventor, and Emmy-winning composer... Um, um, advocate Mark Wood is truly an original. He began his career with a full scholarship to the prestigious Juilliard School in New York and had the privilege of studying under Maestro Leonard Bernstein at the Tinglewood Music Program. He first turned the strings establishment on its head in the early 1970s with his invention of the first solid body electric violin. Yay! Uh, his company, Wood Violins, is the premier manufacturer of electric violins, violas, and cellos worldwide, and he holds the patent for the first ever self supporting violin. The company has made the most important change to the violin in 400 years and is often referred to as the Stradivarius of electric violins. With the design as stunning as their sound, wood violins pack both sonic and visual punch. Their premier electric violin, the Viper, has found favor with musicians as varied as Lady Gaga's violinist Judy King, Carrie Underwood's violinist Jimmy Herman, and Big and Rich's violinist Sean Bailey. Wood is a world-renowned per performer who rose to fame as a stream master and the original member of the internationally acclaimed and my favorite Trans-Siberian Orchestra. A successful solo artist in his own right, he writes and records original music for film, television, releases, has released seven solo albums and tours with his band, The Mark Wood Experience, which features his wife and partner, vocalist Laura Kay. His commission, uh, commission credits include the Juilliard School and the extensive TV broadcast music, including the Winter Olympics and the Tour de France, for which he won an Emmy. In addition to his continued solo and commission work, um, Mark Wood collaborates with and Peers alongside some of the biggest names in the music, such as Lenny Kravitz, Lynn Dion, and Kanye West. As a member of his touring band, um, he had the honor of performing with the legendary Billy Joel for both historic final concerts at Shea Stadium, sharing the stage with Paul McCartney, Steven Tyler, and Roger Daltrey. He also starred in Kanye West's produced national Pepsi TV commercial, that I love it by the way, and, <laughs> and has appeared on the world's most uh, most renowned stages, including Carnegie Hall, Lincoln Center, and Madison Square Garden. But his biggest and true passion is music education. His program, Electrify Your Strings, is now in its 19th year, is an extensive rock and roll scholarship for um, schools, 
music education department and it boosts students self-esteem and motivates and helps raise money for music education so today electrify your strengths visits upwards of 75 schools per year and there's a waiting list of schools wanting to participate so their organization has been featured on today's show cbs evening news and in countless local media outlets so wow <laughs> i'm out of breath <laughs> and today we also want to celebrate and congratulate you on your new tv show which is tomorrow stars so hey welcome welcome mark how are you doing today i am exhausted hearing all <laughs> god i am exhausted i i yeah it's a fascinating thank you so much it's an honor for me to be with my another pleasure thank you so much you so I'm all yours. Amazing. Okay, well, I recently rewatched your Fire Nice video and I'm just blown away. I totally want to do something like that for my album. That'd be amazing. <laughs> okay, so um, also before we go any further, guys, you can find Mark on his website, markwoodmusic.com, on Instagram at markwoodexperience, on Facebook at markwoodmusic, on Twitter at markwoodmusic. And check out the amazing violins that he designed at woodviolins.com. Also, Electrify Your Strings program has its own website at electrifyyourstrings.com. So, okay, I guess the first and primary question would be, as a touring, performing artist and educator, how do you manage everything? How do you put all of that into your life without the overwhelm? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I'm pretty much made up of cell structure that can handle ambition, <laughs> ambition, perseverance, yes. and the other word which I always am bad at is patience. Um, it's all those elements are critically important to function as a creative entity in the world of today. I think that uh, Vera, you probably understand really well how challenging it is to um, keep focused with your mission and my mission has always been uh, sharing with our string world and our music world that the bowed string instrument can be as awesome in jazz hip-hop rock and roll um uh, every style of music and classical music and i think that our messaging is extremely important now more than ever because it took me gosh the first part of my career <laughs> for my first record <clears throat> the string world were very confused by me. I was not typical. I was called a disruptor. Uh. <laughs> Back in 30 years ago, being a disruptor, I didn't understand it because this is before, remember, it's before internet, before computers mm -hmm, almost. Mm -hmm. um, we're being a disruptor like a Steve Jobs and an Elon Musk are my heroes. Mm -hmm. How do we disrupt and how do we change the way people think? And it doesn't happen overnight, it happens continuously. And I always believe, and I'm sure you agree with me, Vera, is that with art and music, as much as the iPhone, as much as an electric car, music and creativity are infinite and boundless of the ability to express and to move people into thinking differently in a beautiful way. So as a musician, if your question to me is of all those labels, inventor, composer, yeah. I am proud to have one word attached to me, mm -hmm. and that's called a musician. I'm not a string player, I'm not a viper player, <laughs> I'm a musician first. Yes. Because if not musicians, 
we can't make music and we must be able to make music because talking about music is like dancing about architecture. <laughs> That's How's true. That? That's true. I completely you know, agree. I love to talk about it. It's the <laughs> moment that we hear a master musician, composer, mm-hmm. singer, it's breathtaking. It stops us in our tracks and the beauty and power and darkness sometimes and lightness mm-hmm. the, the full gamut of life is expressed through music and through notes and i really felt that when i was growing up in my incredible family of musicians mm-hmm. it never occurred to me how incredibly important and powerful not only talking was but equally and more important and more impactful is that first time you listen to led zeppelin oh. the first time you hear uh, Mahler, the first mm-hmm. time you hear the Rite of Spring by Stravinsky, the first time you hear Metallica, the first time you hear the Beatles, the first, man, it is so powerful. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and why wouldn't you want to be in that 24 7, seven days a week for life? Exactly. So what it does is it, it energizes us. So when I do an hour, and, and I still practice, this morning I do one hour of set check, I still practice every day, mm-hmm. and we still maintain good health, mental health, physical health, mm-hmm. emotional health, surrounding ourselves with powerful but empowering people, not people who hurt our ability to yeah. focus on who we are, but people who encourage us. So I've surrounded myself with people who really are cheerleaders and I really find that when we started doing our educational program cheerleading is really the most basic part of, of um, empowerment mm-hmm. because we are all um, handicapped with self-doubt mm-hmm. meat included like was that melody any good Mark I don't know it's <laughs> not too good to me and instead mm-hmm. of berating ourselves and putting ourselves down, let's try again and not give up. So because we have people and of course, we have to be our biggest cheerleader. So yes, mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff going on in my life, but I, I can have it no other way. It mm-hmm. must be a hurricane of power and creativity the second I wake up to when I drop at the end <laughs> of the day. That's pretty much my day. Absolutely. Amazing. I feel like I totally want to do that as well. <laughs> it's, but it's true. Yeah, it gets busy, even though um, like I have my own project, but then there's other people who want me to perform for them and do a service for them. And by the end of the day, you look at, oh my God, it's 12 midnight and I haven't like eaten all day. Right. So yeah, I completely agree. It's all or nothing. With me, it's the same. It's all or nothing. <laughs> So, do you have any tips um, on organizing your day? Like, are you kind of like into organizing things? Do you plan them in advance? Right? Like, yeah. Do you have any tips for younger musicians on how to organize? Okay, so Vera, mm-hmm. this is real important because okay. when I went to Juilliard, when I was uh, close to your age, mm-hmm. I, at 15, 16, you're about. Oh. Okay, how old are you, by the way? How old am I? I'm 32. Oh, you. <laughs> Good. You're looking great. Thank yeah, you. Forever and ever. But when I was younger and I was going to Juilliard, um, 
the classical curriculum and mm -hmm. pathway. It's very specific. Mm -hmm. You do this piece, you do this piece, you work on your orchestral excerpts, and you have a very specific path. When I left Juilliard, all of that was thrown away. Every mm -hmm. part of that, I had to start from scratch. So I had to start my own school in my own way. So for the first hour, I did piano lessons. The second hour, I did violin. The third hour, I built violins. The fourth hour, I worked on it, my improvisation. The fifth hour, I was working with bands and stuff like that. So every day was very structured. And that was, gosh, 40 years ago. And now it is equally structured where now I'm up at 4.30 in the morning, every morning, no matter what time I go to sleep, yes. and I go running, <laughs> I do yoga, and I go to the gym for two hours a day. Mm -hmm. I'm exercising to make sure that my med my physical health is at the supreme level mm -hmm. because, of course, our mental attitude is reflective of how we feel. So I found out years ago, if I, I got to be able to get up in the morning and pull myself up to start the regimen. So after I get my exercise in, I do practicing for one hour, but I practice with these loops and drones, mm -hmm. uh, loops for the rhythm accuracy, because even players of our level, Vera, mm -hmm. of our, I mean, we're talking over 10,000 hours, you yeah, and I yeah, practice, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, but if you stop playing for two or three months, Oh my God, it's like going back to nursery school. Oh my God, yes. Which, it's really um, important that we maintain, whether I'm at an airport, a hotel, or backstage anywhere, I'm always playing because physically we have to be nimble yep. and strong. If we lose that, it affects our ability to trans, you know, to, to, um, focus in on what's important which is ourselves and mm -hmm. creativity mm -hmm. so the routine 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 yeah high five to that right? <laughs> completely agree yeah it's funny that you mentioned exercising i find that's necessary for me too for at least an hour every day i do like some martial arts and yoga and tai chi and yeah because also when i perform with my instrument i dance i do dance for that so i'm like i have to stay in shape like an athlete basically <laughs> If you ask me this question, what of your past, of my past, mm -hmm. did I regret yeah. not pursuing as part of my musician um, training? Mm -hmm. It's dance. Oh, dance. nice. I really should have, because back in mm -hmm. hour, especially ballet, mm -hmm. modern dance, just yes. moving your body <laughs> is so important. Because it, it, it because when we're playing, mm -hmm, we can't mm -hmm. be stiff and we can't be robotic. We exactly. have to feel. And I have these exercises when I do my scales. Mm -hmm. I I don't know if you know the box of of a dancing box where it's like right left right left right yeah, left, yeah. circle. <laughs> and I'm doing this to a hip hop group. Nice. As I'm exercising, and it's mm -hmm, a world mm -hmm. of difference when I started doing that. World of difference. Because your bow is going one way, your body's going the other way, yeah. your hands are going another way, yep. your head is going another way. So the stimulation of your brain for our students to be mm -hmm. doing this is critical. And of course, the end result, Vera, is the ability to express full flow of expression without any tension, stress, or or this, yes, exactly. Which we, you know, it's unfortunate that we still are this way. <laughs> sort of frozen mm -hmm. in this weird uh, state, which must be 
given flexibility and must be given permission, our students must be given the permission to explore and not be like blinders. Yes. And it's a whole other topic, uh, of course, with our pedagogy that we are struggling with. I, I shouldn't say struggle. It's set up for one specific experience, mm-hmm. which is the beauty and magic of interpreting our wonderful composers from Vivaldi to Beethoven to, to Mozart. This is mad. If we are not able to play that music because we are not trained, yeah. it will die. Yes. So my Juilliard training, your great classical training, allows us to still explore that great repertoire, mm-hmm. but that's not the only thing. Oh, no. <laughs> and the music that's been happening pretty much in the last 60 years, primarily from America, blues, hip-hop, jazz, R&B, country music, uh, all came from America. And to not recognize the Paul McCartney's, the Billy Joel's, the John Coltrane's, the Miles Davis's, the Frank Zappa's, these people are not trained musicians. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Other self taught in our classical world man you can't survive <laughs> self-taught are you kidding me you, yeah, can't, true. you can't hold the bow like this mm-hmm. you have a really beautiful <laughs> bow arm which you mm-hmm. learn from classical music mm-hmm. so it's a really interesting moment for us to share with our young people that music must be looked at as infinite not as finite where you okay i'm done the day mm-hmm. is over i'm going back to my life no music <laughs> it is your life yes how do you feel today oh i feel miserable today well why don't you improvise a melody that it reflects exactly how you feel yes um well i you know when, when i left juilliard uh, I don't know if you ever had this, uh, we were so taught to the notation mm-hmm. that when that was removed from me and us hanging out with uh, guitar players, bass players, drums, mm-hmm. they don't read or write music, you know? So Mark, play along with this. And I'm like, well, what key are we in? And it was like, I don't know what key you're in, man. I think you're in D. And I was like, well, I can play a D string. And they're looking at me, you're the one at Juilliard, you can't play one note. And that's when I had my nervous breakdown and I flipped out. I said, wait a second, what is it that I'm doing with my viola? What is it that I'm doing with the instrument that I love? I love classical music, but I also love Black Sabbath, Zeppelin. Mm-hmm. I love Bubai. I love all this other stuff. Yeah. But I never go near it because I didn't know what it was because I wasn't trained to listen to it, blah, 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 blah. So for five years, I moved back home and lived in an abandoned building for five years, figuring out how do I make music, not how do I play music, how do I make it, Mm -hmm. and how do I make it on a viola? Well, guess what? My viola needs an E string. Guess what? My viola needs an F string. Oh, really? Yes, because I want to compete with guitar players. When I was growing up, guitar, and it still is, guitars came. I can name a hundred guitar players. A hundred. Jeff Beck, uh, Jimi Hendrix, uh, uh, Jimmy Page, uh, Carlos Santana, John McLaughlin, Frank Zappa, all these guitar players. I can only name two, actually three, electric violin players that uh, Mm -hmm. uh, totally influenced me. Sugar Kane Harris, Jean-Luc Ponty, and Jerry Goodman. And that was it. Mm-hmm. Still to this day, Vera, 
I cannot, uh, Mark O'Connor is awesome. I can't really uh, name more than five that are just breathtaking originals like it affected me. So the guitar world, I mean, every you can hear in one note who Jeff Beck is, one note uh, who Jimmy uh, Hendrix was, right? Mm-hmm. It's, thing. it's really tough, except Joe mm-hmm. Ponte and Jerry Goodman. So I really think that that was a big, big moment for me to find where my V, I mean, I'm a viola player. Mm-hmm. Forgive me, I love my viola players. But not every band is asking for a viola play. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right? true. Just that wasn't happening. I would mm-hmm. walk into auditions like you would see an ad in the paper, mm-hmm. way before Instagram, way before the internet. In New York, there was a paper looking for a lead guitar player, not lead viola player, yep. lead guitar player. And so I would come in to these auditions, and they would look at me. What do you play? I said, I play viola. I said, What? Get out of here, we don't want to hear you. Oh my God, a violas, we, don't, we need a lead guitar. So I said, oh, maybe I should tell them. So I walk in, hide my electric violin, and then when it came time to my audition, I turned my back to them, plugged into a Marshall stack, turned it way up, and rocked out on my viola, and they were like, oh my goodness, we want, and like, wait a second, what is that instrument? I said, check this thing out. So. For many years, it was constant, no, 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 no. I don't just play violin. Uh, We're not a country band, Mark. I don't fiddle, I rock out. So for me as a string player, to find the ability to rock instead of jazz or hip, um, actually hip hop was some Dixon. Back in my time, bowed instruments were either classical or fiddle. Very little jazz. There were a handful of jazz players like Jean-Luc and, and these wonderful jazz violins, but I wasn't really into jazz. I was into Jimi Hendrix. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, what? So Mark, play guitar. What are you <laughs> doing? Messing around with a silly instrument called the viola. Play guitar. I was like, I am not going to play the guitar. I am going to figure out how to do with this thing. Yes. As you know, it's not the instrument yes. in your left hand. It's all about this. Mm-hmm. So once I figured out how to use distortion and pedals with this, mm-hmm. I was like, ooh, these guitar players have this little piece of plastic called a... What is that? It's a little piece of plastic. We've got this, man. Check it out. We can do really fierce articulations, as I can show mm-hmm. you. What's the beauty and the power of a bowed instrument, I can't tell you, you're a string player so you know, but to be able to share with our world on... Okay. <laughs> the most 
those beautifully lush melodies. Uh, we don't need to turn a guitar up to super loud to get to a sustain. <laughs> Topic of fire. Would you like to play one of your songs? Sure. We're going to, um, I guess, fire and ice would be first, right? Okay, guys, get ready for a treat. Here we go.
perfect. I, I found that kid there. I couldn't stand here. I had to play along with I that. I know. It makes me want to jam, too. I, I, I want to get my Viper to do that. You should get um, the music to that. Have you gotten the sheet music to that? I will. Right. I will, yeah. Yeah, I'll send you the link to that. It's okay, so that'd be amazing. Fun. Yes, maybe I could cover it in one of my Sunday lives. Yay! That'd be awesome. Thank you so much. So, yeah, this song is so perfect. It's like, honestly, I think that subconsciously, because I've heard it before, it inspired my album. Really? Oh, great, great. It's funny how you, if you hear this at the start of my songs, you will hear the same kind of drone emerging from, yeah, out of nowhere. And I had no idea that that was, wow, it was so on point. <laughs> I can't wait to hear it. Yeah, I'll send you some too. Uh, yeah. That'd be great. So, I, I mean, we've already talked about so much. So um, the Viper idea came from this kind of attempt of incorporating violin into the genres that you love the most. So, and you've went on like a five-year journey into yourself to, <laughs> to find it. <laughs> so, um, and eventually, how, how did you turn that into the Electrify Your Strings program? And was there like any challenge on the way of building that? Yes, and you know what, Vera, um, I really want to do something and share with you and your viewers, uh, because I'm in my studio right now in yeah. New York, yeah. right over there, you can't see it, is my wall of all of my inventions. Do you want to see them? <gasps> oh my god, yes. I've never really brought them out live on ever. So Where are you going to be the first? Really, yeah, so I, when I was preparing and thinking about you, I was like, you know what? They're right here. So let me show you the first one I built. Oh, yay! Uh, let's see. You guys, we get a treat today. <laughs> yeah, don't go away because I'm going to be off camera for a second. Okay? Oh, we're here. We're here for good. <laughs> so the first one, the first one I ever built when I was 12 years old. Wow. Um, it's a, actually a viola. Because mm -hmm. I, I, when I was a viola player, I didn't like violin at all. Uh, I was one of those snobby viola players. So <laughs> this was actually carved um, by myself without knowing anything about uh, violin. Nothing about luthier, nothing about building. So mm -hmm. this is a standard four-string electric viola, but this is the first solid body electric violin in history that really has the type of performance um, power uh, with a certain type of pickup at that time, mm -hmm. which is this is Barker's Bear. So now let me show you this mm -hmm. one. This is my dragolin. This is a dragon. I don't know if you oh ever saw god. this. Oh my god. Yes. <laughs> this was when I discovered about self-supporting. Mm -hmm. And I would go out and play. You can see the wing is right against my chest here. Yeah. Yeah. And I had a strap around my neck like this. So that all of a sudden, this is the first time I've experienced not doing the chin rest thing. I was uh -huh. like, wow, man, this is way cool. I, my head is free. So that's <laughs> with the wing, I discovered the ability to, and again, this is carved. I think this is a six string. Uh -huh. yeah, you can see. Uh -huh. I love the tuners, yeah. pegs mm -hmm. on it because it's mm -hmm. a wreck. Mm -hmm. But it's, uh, it's one of the originals. And then <laughs> I put together a major instrument that I had for many years which my mother found very disturbing. So it's a hand. I've seen this one on the talk show. Right? Yes. With a knife going through the arm <laughs> and holding up the fingerboard. I think yeah, this is a six string. 
and with a strap. Mm-hmm. So this was really my main instrument for many years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you would think it was probably really uncomfortable, but it, it's actually playable so that the hand uh-huh. falls right on the chest part. So I was able to play wow. and still <laughs> able to you know, hold the instrument up. So this is called the violin. Oh. Uh, my mother got very scared when I showed her this. It's exactly my hand. <laughs> you can see mm-hmm. my carpet. Exactly. Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> it's got an impressive appearance, like for for a show, for sure. <laughs> and then this baby was my really changed everything oh, wow. for me. My double neck. Oh wow. So this is two neck in one that you can see. We have a flat flat bridge here, uh-huh. which I was able to do chords. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So because it, it was flat, it has nine yeah. strings, double E's, double A's, octave D, then uh, C, F, uh, G, C, and F. So wow. that's nine string. And this was a six string mm-hmm. curved bridge. So you can see the curve here. Mm-hmm. And the way I put this on, this is built from my father's film uh, camera tripod. Wow. And, and I welded it together. And I put it on like this. <laughs> and it's it had a rotating mm-hmm, thing. Mm-hmm. So I play the nine string, mm-hmm, flip mm-hmm. it, play solos on this instrument flip it, play chords and strumming on here. So it was really cool. Wow. Was it really heavy? Is it heavy to carry? Not really. It didn't matter. It looked cool. (laughs) (laughs) If you see my first album, Voodoo Violence, this is the instrument. Yes, yes, yes. Amazing. With the Trans-Siberian Orchestra, this Mm -hmm. was my main instrument. So this is the, I don't know if you can see the yes, light. Yes, yes. Wow, amazing. Yeah, so this one I built uh, because I was trying to compete with the lasers and the smoke and the lights and yep. stuff like that. <laughs> one, one more, one more. And unfortunately the bridge doesn't exist on this one, but this is called the Violaser. It ah. has a barrel at the end of it to shoot bottle rockets <laughs> Oh. So it was really cool. The same type of mechanism where the strap goes around my neck yeah. and holds it up like that. Cool. So I was able to shoot bottle rockets live. Way cool, right? That's amazing. Do you have one that shoots fire? <laughs> yes, I. Well, yeah. Don't get me started with fire, boy. That stuff really. Which trans would be an orchestra. There was all sorts of issues. Um, so I'm sorry. I'm going to go back to your original question. Yeah, well, as I'm exploring and tearing apart tradition, yes, tearing apart yes. perception, um, my following were mostly guitar players. String players were not really aware of anything outside of their zone. Yeah. Um, so I was always like, man, like Joe Satriani, a dear friend of mine, and, uh, and Steve Vai would have packed houses of just guitar players. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man. Where are the violin players? And I was like, you know what? I think they're hiding somewhere from us. <laughs> we must find them. Uh, so about 20 years ago, uh, we performed with the Transylvania Orchestra at the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and a string teacher came up to me, an orchestra teacher said, can you put together and develop a Transylvania Orchestra with our string 
high school string group, right? Mm-hmm. And after mm-hmm. Juilliard, uh, and I've had, I had incredibly wonderful experiences at Juilliard, but a lot of disappointing ones in that they used to label that this music was not good, but this music was good, and I didn't like that. I think that all music is good, mm-hmm. and I, that's why I had to leave, and I was never really was interested in going back to the four walls of a school. Nope. I really wanted the freedom, you know, and most uh, innovators tend to uh, leave universities early because it's not stimulating creatively enough. In the classical world, it really wasn't stimulating enough for me to come up with new ideas. Mm-hmm. So I worked with the string group, and the second I walked in with these young people, young teenagers, man, it was like a ball of fire that these kids completely understood about it. We built instruments for them, cobras, which is our cello that you can run around with, nice. uh, electric violins, and these kids just blaze it up. For tw- so for 20 years, it started to build up, <laughs> and after 20 years, we probably connected with hundreds of thousands of string players and musicians, teachers, string programs, organizations um, that support strings like ASTA, which is an American String Teachers Association, Mm -hmm. and really infiltrating the system and saying, hey guys, you know what? I've got a really good idea to expand, not replace our repertoire, not replace our our wonderful tradition, because my bow arm is from Juilliard. There's yep. no way that I could get that kind of an articulation mm-hmm. with just holding my bow like this. Yep. My There's teacher went no to way. Juilliard too, so I know the bow. <laughs> and, and Vera, you and I are nerds when it comes to violin. Yeah. I always look at the bow arm. It is the most mm-hmm. beautiful match to see someone with tremendous control of their bow. Yes. Right? It's breathtaking. Yes. A Joshua Bell, a Yasha Heifetz, mm-hmm. um, an Oistrog, a Leonid Kogan, all these great, great bow arms. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've got the bow arm, but I really felt that the expression of the instrument needed to be explored much deeper. And the believe it or not, Vera, young people responded without a cynical... Um, you can't do that, Mark. You're not allowed to do that. <laughs> We're calling the police, the music police on you. <laughs> none of that. None of that. They were completely accepting of something fresh and new. So for 20 years now, we've developed dozens of electric orchestras at school programs. The orchestra programs have grown. We've got data that show string programs that are struggling with 20 kids have 400 kids now. We go every single year and we develop a whole new system of of augmenting, not replacing, but augmenting our great classical tradition. Mm -hmm. Because you still gotta play in tune, you still gotta articulate rhythmically accurate. That has not changed. We Mm -hmm. still demand that intonation and, and playing in tune. But we also now demand in the 21st century that string players and musicians explore and promote their story, not just Mozart's story, Mm -hmm. but their personal. Like you're doing that so beautifully with your music. And the only way we do that, when I hear the um, beautiful uh, Tchaikovsky Violin Concerto, it's not about the story of the player, it's about the story of Tchaikovsky, which is a fascinating story. But as a musician, I want to express not only Igor Stravinsky and Mahler and Mozart, I want to express me 
because mm -hmm. 99% of the audiences now demand that they hear and see an artist that is expressing a personal story like a John Lennon, like a Frank Zappa, like a Miles Davis. Man, you one note, and I can tell it's Miles Davis. One note, and I can tell it's, <laughs> you know, this musician. Yes. But with classical music, we can't overshine the composer. So that's one great experience which we'll never replace and we'll always, when I get to play a Schubert melody from The Death and the Maiden, oh my God, that's the most glorious melody ever written, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But the second I finish Schubert, I'm running to apply it to my music. How can I be that deep with my music the way Schubert and Mahler and Stravinsky and Prokofiev and Bartok, one of my favorite composers, to hear Bartok's string quartets. Oh my God. <laughs> Love like, it. Yeah, that's right, my favorite right? too. Yes. So it, I'm not sure if I answered your question, but. Oh, definitely. Uh, I feel like we've covered a lot. <laughs> and it's funny because I'm about to ask something and you're already telling me about that. <laughs> So um, I guess that was the biggest challenge is just figuring out how to expand that tradition as opposed to just try to rebel against it, right? right? And I do have a question specifically for my students. How can they individually get into your rock program? Very simple. Every yeah. year, every summer, we have a rock a music string festival, mm -hmm. my camp, the Markwood Rock Orchestra yes. Camp and Music yes. Festival. Uh, we had our 10th year this uh, four, three months ago. We had Tracy Silverman, we had uh, Alex Pugh, we had um, Dr. David Wallace, mm -hmm, we had Chuck mm -hmm. Bontrager, we had Rachel Barton, we had yes, she's amazing. Best of the Best. And it was breathtaking uh, because what I like to do is I like to throw all these unique and eccentric musicians into one room with the bass drums and keyboards and guitar players and let's make some music and you're mm -hmm, going to see a video mm -hmm. we're going to release a video of a duel with me alex depew and tracy silver and I'm gonna, i hope you know those two wonderful yeah, yeah. players oh my god they're my yeah, heroes yeah, yes. <laughs> and I to play with them so for the students to come to the camp mm -hmm. they're not only experience the best of the best of string players who are non-classical mm -hmm. but equally important is they get to meet their people mm -hmm. they're meeting people that think the same way they do which is that the boat instrument violin violoncello is awesome and it's a great experience and I want to create music with these instruments. It's really interesting. I mean, I, I, I play keyboards, and I love guitar, and I love trumpet. I love all the instruments as a composer, mm -hmm. but I cannot overemphasize the power of this. Mm -hmm. The power mm -hmm. of, like, when I, we, we go to elementary schools. We go to these little kids, and we go to them and say, I know you've never heard of Prokofiev and Bartok and Bruckner and Mahler. I know you haven't heard of these people. Mm -hmm. but, so I'm not going to share that with you yet. But I want to share with you what I can do with a Wawa pedal, distortion, echo, looping, and technology. So, Vera, what we have introduced is the three entities. Improvising technology and global styles are the mm -hmm. future of strings. Now, when we say global, yes, we are talking about Aaron Copeland. We are talking about um, Bach, but we're also talking about improvising, which 
was very much, as you know, in existence back hundreds of years ago. People improvised cadenzas mm -hmm. all the time mm -hmm. yeah. in the style of the How wonderful! Never <laughs> done it. We haven't done it in hundred years. We have been doing it. Yeah. So classical music pedagogy has really um, become more and more narrower. And forgive me, it's my favorite music, but I really believe that our message to to the new generation is that you can find yourself in this cello, in this violin. You can express something that only you can do. Yes. And it's not just by doing scales and playing and practicing in your set check every day. It's about closing your eyes and play something how you feel. Uh, just the way Be Beethoven, I mean, how did Beethoven come with a bam, 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 bam? How did he come <laughs> with that? That's astounding, the yes. most incredibly iconic three notes in musical history. How did he do that? Well, mm -hmm. guess what? You and I can do the same adventurous uh, exploration into music too. And we can come up with something just as powerful. Yes. I can't do that, Mark. I don't know how to improvise. Oh, I can't do that. We don't do that here at Jubilee. We don't do It's like, well, well, you need to change that. Yes. Because the ultimate, remember, what is the ultimate experience with music? It's so broad and vast that I believe that the absolute heart of music is expression mm -hmm. and emotion and passion. And yes. you can be expressive with Bach, you can be expressive with Mozart and Vivaldi and, and, and Brahms, but there's something about speaking something that's never been spoken before. A melody, I can play a melody right now, you can play a melody right now that's never been written before. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's very powerful. Yes, even you, even me, even, even the fifth grader who's just squeaking on the D string mm -hmm. can come up with something that's never been played before. So when we marry and partner the great pedagogical curriculum of our string masters, mm -hmm. Paganini, Heifetz, and we put it with Jimi Hendrix, Miles Davis, hip hop, rock and roll, and go like this, we have the most powerful message to the world with string playing so that we will now, and, and let me give you some data. Mm -hmm. The string world industry, the strings, uh, violin, viola, cello, the, the market for that is about 50 to $60 million a year, right? The guitar market is in the billions. Oh, that's a huge gap. <laughs> What are you, are you kidding me? Not more people are playing the violin over the guitar or the clarinet? Well, how did this happen? So because of that discrepancy, my mission and your mission is, no, 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 wait a second, before you give up. And by the way, 85% of kids who play violin, violin, cello in high school never play again when they graduate. Mm -hmm. Guitar players, keyboard players, singer players, drummers, they keep playing until they're 90 years old. Mm -hmm. Our string world is not set up well enough to create the pathway. This is a vehicle. This is not a musical instrument, your violin. It's a vehicle to travel into your imagination. Yes. Keep doing it. Well, I don't play classic. I don't listen to classical music. <laughs> The university doesn't have an orchestra, so I stopped playing. But your roommate at college plays the guitar. 
well, I don't know how to play with a guitar player. We'll figure it out because exactly. that's when we do this with music instead of separating the wall. I don't do that. I only do this. That <laughs> mentality is a hundred years ago. You're a, you are a great example of, I am going to fill my imagination with infinite possibilities with this. Yes. And my music, like a singer. A singer, there's nothing like the human voice. Nothing like it. A saxophone can't get close to it. Sorry, <laughs> viola players, even we can't get close to the But with the bow, we can get really close to the expressiveness of melody. And once we share with our young, new generation, what is it that's the most important thing that you can do as a musician is create a story. And a music story is melody. Mm -hmm. Melody is everything. When you hear the most magnificent melody of four notes, it's breathtaking, right? Goosebumps. Mm -hmm. I'm getting goosebumps right now thinking of, let's say, Mahler's Fifth Symphony. Oh, my goodness. Those melodies are unbelievable. Mm -hmm. I can do that, too, by releasing and freeing my imagination and my technique so that I can explore it. Yes. Absolutely. Agree. Sorry, I, I could go on forever. I know, time. me too. <laughs> so I find that when I studied too, um, I studied in a very diverse, open-minded program. So I'm happy that I did that. And my focus was not only on performing, but composition too. And oftentimes too, like, the classical requirements wanted me to play Bach at recitals and stuff like that. And I had this one professor who, he gave me a D for the recital because he said, you know what, that gypsy song you played was perfect. You should do that. Don't play any of that classical stuff. <laughs> yeah, well, it was good. Yeah, in a way that I said, I, I know that because I already do that in real world. <laughs> and you know, Vera, I bet with your new record coming out and, and just the way your career is unfolding that you're going to create something that's never existed before. Yay! <laughs> See, and metal, and classical, and pedals, and all mm -hmm. technology. Yes. You, there's only going to be one Vera. And that is where the magic is, is when you become firmly and aggressively who you are. Your story is so much more interesting than mine. Just the fact that you came from another country and had to deal with the struggles of moving to a new country with new people, new culture, everything like that, that's an extreme ex thing that people get lost in that. And you were able to pull up and create something more powerful by uh, combining your new home with your old home, with the past, the future, the tradition, everything that's mixed up into your own language and then I will buy every record and music that you produce because Aww. there's only one hero. <laughs> Thank you. I'm honestly crying yeah, right now. <laughs> only one me. But there you know, there are a lot of string players who play in orchestra that really never experiment with that, explore that or experience mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. beauty. And I love you love orchestra music too. I yeah, love yeah. it. But gosh, for 50 years, I couldn't I sit down like that at all. So mm -hmm. um, I just think it's an important message that we constantly are aggressive about and not shy. Okay, you don't, I, I don't listen to classical music, Mark. I don't want to hear your violin. Wait, 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 wait. Don't leave yet. <laughs> Check this out. And of course, 
their minds are blown and mm-hmm. they are now fans. So we still struggle with violin equals classical music, cello equals classical music. Yes. And with fiddle music, it's such a different uh, vernacular. Mm-hmm. I, I, I fake it well, but it's a really <laughs> different, you know, it's like that's a real it's specific different. Song yeah, yeah. That with a guy like Mark O'Connor, and there are dozens of great fiddlers yeah. out there, breathtaking, mm-hmm. breathtaking. Uh, but I'm, that doesn't speak to me. What speaks to me is Bartok, Jimi Hendrix, Black Sabbath, Beatles, Led Zeppelin, uh, and Mahler. Yes, high five. <laughs> yes. If you try to explain that to a non-musician, they have mm-hmm. no clue what you're talking about. That's mm-hmm. why talking about music is like dancing about architecture. That's <laughs> true. Let me play for you. All right. And I'm not going to play you something that you haven't heard. But I'm going to play something you've never heard before in your life. Mm-hmm. And that's where we can gravitate new people to our world is that you're hearing something that's never been played before. And that's where improvising and stuff and non-classical experiences do for our new performers. Yes, amazing. Wow. <laughs> I feel like I'm back in school where I'm meant to be, you know, like in a good way. So. <laughs> Speaking of playing, would you like me to play another track? Sure, what do you got? I have uh, Attitude Adjustment, I have Luminosity. Oh, you, oh goodness. <laughs> Attitude Adjustment is really cool because you know what? I married the right person. I did not marry a string player. I did not marry a clarinet player. I married <laughs> a singer. Because I figured, you know what, I need to be constantly reminded that the human voice is the ultimate. And when I hear my wife, Laura Kay, sing, I drop everything and I listen I, and I pray that I can Aww. get just close to the expressiveness of a human voice. Every day when I get, and my child is my drummer, Elijah. Oh, he's amazing. Who, I've watched his videos. <laughs> And Elijah plays with Shania Twain. Yes. And Elijah yes. is a monster. And so attitude adjustment, I think, is like eight minutes, though. Is that too long? Um, up to you. Can play up to the... We can play up to a bit. Yeah, up to, a bit. Uh, yeah, up to like the first chorus or something. Okay. All right. Here we go, guys. And Enjoy. By the way, by the way. Yes. The big intro of attitude adjustment is my feeble attempt to be a singer. <laughs> Influenced by one of my favorite guitar players in band, Pink Floyd, and David Gilmour. Mm-hmm. So David Gilmour, incredible guitar player. When he plays that solo on certain things, it's like breathtaking. I was like, I gotta try to get close to David Gilmour as a singer. So check it out. All right, here we go.
awesome. Yeah, I love it. I can't sit here listening to my music. Oh, I, need I, a, know. I need to play. I want to jam too, <laughs> but I have to press buttons. <laughs> We gotta hook up, man. We gotta do something yes, together. Yes, absolutely. That'd be so great. Now that we have this video going. By the way, that was my first uh, sort of like breaking of the boundaries beyond what I'm comfortable with. <laughs> I filled it with it all day, but it worked. So I'm so happy. <laughs> excellent, excellent. All right, Mark. Thank you so much for being here today. Um, I think the only thing left to do is to play a rapid fire game. Are you ah, up for it? I'm ready. So, we have 10 silly questions. Some of them are good. Some of them are just funny. So, don't think too hard about the answer. Most people get stuck in here because they start thinking very deep. <laughs> but yeah, so we're going to try. So, I have a countdown here on my phone that we're going to get started. It's exactly one minute long. So, uh, if we make it within a minute, that means we've won. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so are you ready for it? Yep. All right, here we go. What do you love most, performing or teaching? Performing. All right, at what age did you pick up viola? Uh, eight years old. Okay, name the last city where you played a show. Um, good question. I think it was in Indiana. All right, describe your favorite viper so far. Yes, love it. What motivates you? Uh, the absolute love, commitment, and the power of music transcends everything. It is the message. We are not musicians. We're prophets. Yes. That's how crazy I am. Yes. Right? Which YouTuber you just can't stop watching? Which what? YouTuber. Video? YouTuber. Oh, YouTube. Oh, I got one for you. Okay. Thanks. Prince is awesome. Wow. Yes, I love him. I have my photographer. He he went to his concert and took pictures of him. Uh, so we're at, we're out of time, but we're gonna keep going because <laughs> we're not gonna give up. <laughs> What's your favorite song to cover? Uh, Cashmere. Yes, me too. High five. Right. <laughs> Name three people you admire. Um, living or dead? Oh, either okay. either yeah. <laughs> Three people I admire. Number one is my father, mm -hmm. which I wish we had a chance to chat about my father, how important mm -hmm. he was. Second person was Leonard Bernstein. Uh, the third person is probably, uh, gosh, uh, Mahler, mm -hmm. Gustav Mahler. Yes, he's done amazing stuff. Okay, dogs or cats? What? Dogs or cats? What's that? Well, do you choose dogs or cats? <laughs> No, dogs, pets. Do you oh, like pets? Dogs, dogs or cats? cats. <laughs> I <have a> three. <laughs> oh, so now we're finally getting to the real complex question. Yes. <laughs> my cat's right there, scratching the wall. My cat. I have three cats. Oh, cats. wow, that's so awesome. Name three artists that you follow on Instagram. Uh, Mike Portnoy, the drummer of Dream Theater. Um, mm -hmm. David Torn, mm -hmm. who's this crazy guitar player. And one of my dearest friends, Billy Sheehan, mm -hmm. bass player, monster bass player. Nice. And Fantastic. Steve I, 
and all these great people. Amazing. Okay, so we made it through the questions. We didn't make it in under a minute, so boo. But <laughs> oh my God, thank you so much, Mark. It's such a pleasure oh, to have you here you. today. I was a huge fan for many years, and ever since I started my podcast, I was like, who do I want to interview, like, number one? It's like, oh, Mark Wood. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you. It was a pleasure, Vera. We, y yes, we are on a mission. Mm -hmm. Not just me, you too. Yes. It's Mission yes. is bringing people together with our music, and Absolutely. that's a beautiful thing. I can't wait to hear your new release that's coming out Yay. in December. Do yes. you have a title for it? Yes, Iron Fiddle. Iron Fiddle Saga. Oh, I like yeah. that. <laughs> it was a fan name suggestion. Yes, uh, when you do the video, let's get a viper in your hand. Yes, absolutely. I can't wait. We're already releasing two videos, um, and we're still going to keep making them this winter. So. Yeah, we have more coming up. It's a big project. Um, before you go, Mark, can we ask you one final question, which I think will sum it up? So what would you say would be your one piece of wisdom that you recommend a young artist pursuing a career in today's world should be mindful of? So what's the one thing? Uh, yeah. The one, mm -hmm. the one thing that I find consistently as being a challenge for some musicians who don't know how to have a, a social conversation and networking, where sometimes we do have to use our words and our mouth yes. for normal people. We can't just play. Mm -hmm. If you are uh, have an attitude or difficult to work with, that will kill you in a second in your career. You must, the words that come out of your mouth when you're working with people is, how can I serve you? Mm -hmm. That's it. How can I help you, not me, and how can I serve you to make this experience better? Mm -hmm. Not what you can do for me, what I can do for you. And boy, that's a big difference. And that will give you total success. That's so true. Amazing. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so guys, you can find Mark. You already know where. It's at markwoodmusic.com. On Instagram at markwoodexperience. On Facebook at forward slash markwoodmusic. On Twitter at markwoodmusic. Check out his violins at thewoodviolins.com. Electrify Your Strings program is on electrifyyourstrings.com. Go ahead, apply to his summer camp. It's amazing. I'm going to send my students to it. I'm going to check out everything, how to do that. And you need to go too. Yes, yeah. I would love to go myself. Yes, <laughs> yes. So I'm looking forward to all of those amazing experiences and um, can't wait to hear more from you. Can't wait to see your new music, new shows. And thank you so much. This was like my one of my biggest life dreams come true today is to oh, have an interview you. with you and hopefully next time we can jam both on vipers <laughs> yeah, awesome. yay thank you so much mark have an yes, amazing you, day Vera. and thank my pleasure you. my absolute pleasure bye that's all folks if you like iron fiddle songs download them at yerbermanka.com forward slash music see you next time